Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shu, and today we're covering the furlough scheme, self-employed income, a sports scheme, and all the changes. Are you up to date? This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Okay, so what's going on? You'd be completely forgiven if you'd lost track of whether you could be furloughed, whether you can claim any kind of mortgage holiday, whether we can go out walking with our friends, whether our friends come around our house, whether we can go to Wales, we go to Scotland and wherever else. It, it, it's getting a little bit confusing. And what I think is not helping with the matter is the um, information that's being sent out to us changes. So they give us one bit of information, then they change it. They give us another bit of information, they change it. So I just wanted to summarize for you today where we are with regards to the furlough scheme. So the furlough scheme was supposed to end on the 31st of October, and we have the job support scheme already in place, announced by Rishi Shunak, all set up to go live. However, on that same day, Boris Johnson came out and announced a further four-week lockdown in England. So by the time you're listening to this, you will be in the midst of that additional four-week lockdown. Um, he then, at the same time, extended the furlough scheme until the end of March. No, he actually extended it for one day. That's it. Well, that's right, one month. And then on the 5th of November, he extended it until the end of March 2021. So where we are today, and we're recording this at the um, sort of mid-November time, is the furlough scheme is extended now until the 31st of October 2021, okay? Now, that's for any employees on the, employee, on the employee's payroll as of midnight on the 30th of October. Um, employees who are made redundant can also be furloughed if the employer re-employs them. Okay, and there was a cutoff date of the 23rd of September for that. But basically, the government now will pay 80% of a employee's wages up to the cap of £2,500, just as we were used to. And that's going to run until the end of January 2021. The end of January 2021, they're going to reassess the situation, see what's going on, and then they'll potentially extend the same scheme until the end of March, but if not, there is some scheme coming in until the end of March. And then my understanding is at the end of March 2021, we then revert to the job support scheme. However, watch this space because it keeps changing. If you're self-employed, the self-employed scheme was already extended. So that is now extended to the end of March 2021. The improvements are basically that if you are self-employed, you can now claim 80% of your three monthly trading profits for November, December, and January. And then in January, they get to decide what February, March, and April's claim rate will be. But it's still 80% taxable grant of your average trading profits for those three months, November, December, and January. So that's great news. That's pretty much what we were already experiencing as it is at the moment. Um, and unfortunately, for the thousands maybe hundreds of thousands, but let's just say thousands of that exaggerating, that slipped through the net of the self-employed income support scheme or the furlough scheme. So let's say you just started up a company, you're not in there, um, or maybe you're a shareholder director and you pay yourself a very, very modest salary and the furlough scheme's not really working for you. Uh, we still have universal credit. Not great, I appreciate. For over 25s, it's £409, £89 a month. Um, and what they have done is they've removed the minimum um, income floor for that. So it basically means anyone can who's entitled to can claim for that. 
and that minimum income floor is being removed until January, until April next year. So what I've kind of taken away from this is we're in a four-week lockdown as we speak, but they've put the furlough scheme on now until March next year. Now, that means one or two things for me. That either means, one, they're fed up with coming to us with information and then changing it and readdressing it, or they actually think, well, actually, this pandemic thing's going to go on a lot longer than we anticipated, and perhaps we need a longer period of time than just um, one month. But let's just give people one month for now and then maybe extend it after that. I don't know. I must confess, I thought things would be wrapping up um, by now when I first sort of heard about it. I heard about it in January, but when we first started getting affected by it in March um, of this year, I thought by the end of the year, come you know, very end of the year, maybe first quarter next year, things will get wrapped up. I am changing my mind, I'll be honest. I think it's going to go on until next year, um, just the way things are going. Anyway, back to, back to the figures, back to the figures. Also, remember, we have statutory sick pay. So that's £95.85 per week if you or a family member is required to self-isolate or get coronavirus. So if you self-isolate and you need to claim that or you're, um, you are sick, you can still claim statutory sick pay. And if you're a self-employed or a gig economy worker, we have the employment and support allowance, which is £74, £35 a week. Again, if you or your children basically have to self-isolate, you have self-isolate with them, then you can also claim that. Um, mortgage holidays. Mortgage holidays is one of the better no, furlough was very good too. So was, you know, it, it, the support package has been great, but the mortgage holiday was great for so many people if you were affected by the financial cri the uh, pandemic and you needed a respite from your mortgage payment, you could take a three-month mortgage holiday from the payments and those payments basically get added to the end of the mortgage term. Um, that was due to end on 31st of October. They also extended this. Now, the, the legislation around this is a bit more complicated. In summary, if you haven't claimed, you can claim. And if you have claimed, you still could claim, okay? So go to warrenshoot.com and check out the blog that associates with this. And there's the full details on that. Also, we have the um, uh, coronavirus matrix, benefits matrix. So all the different things that are going on, we put into a big matrix and we publish that. We keep updating it. Um, and Vince, who does a fantastic job of all the editing stuff, has been completely overworked because I redid this video and I've had to redo it because of the changes that come out. So um, it's really is hot off the press. But although this, this video may date, um, that matrix is constantly updated. So just go to our website, warrenshoot.com and uh, sign yourself up for that and get that downloaded and you can keep abreast of what all the benefits are for everyone. Um, so mortgage holidays are back on the table and they're back on the table, I think, until um, January next year. It might be March. Again, I'm losing track of where things are there, but they're back on the table. You can claim those, which is good news. Um, there's also been a ban on repossession until the 31st of January next year, which is also very, very good news for people who are really, really struggling. But I would say to you, if you are struggling financially with your mortgage payments, please pick up the phone, call your lender, explain the situation. We now have a mortgage payment holiday that you can claim. That was plan to be stopped on the 31st of October it's back on the table um, but even if that wasn't there you're much better off communicating than you are just burying your head um, tenants so although the ban on evictions from te for tenants expired I think it was back in end of August um, they now do need landlords now do need to give you a six month notice period unless it's real severe cases um, social behavior that kind of thing um, so 
you know, you've got six months notice if you can't afford your rent. Uh, it's not ideal, I know. But again, speak to your uh, your landlord because obviously at the end of the day, they might have a mortgage to pay. They might be in a situation, but they might be in a position to say to you, hey, look, why don't you pay a lesser amount? Why don't you help me through this period? Because they'll be in the same boat as you. They might be relying on the rent to pay their bills or their mortgage. But communication is key when it comes to things like this. Um, and then we had overdrafts, overdrafts um, where we had the support with overdraft finance agreements, that kind of thing. My understanding is that has come to an end at the time of this recording. There was no legislation out to talk about overdraft support. There was a free overdraft and then there was the car finance and loans, everything else that was supporting. However, if you are struggling, please just call your lender and talk to them and see what they can do to help you. So the the raft of benefits being thrown at us by the government, I think is tremendous. I wish the communication was a bit more consistent and clearer, but we can't fault their generosity. You know, they've been tremendous. They really have. So um, for most of us, um, we're getting some kind of support, whether it's through the furlough scheme for the um, employed individuals or for the self-employed individuals um, and the mortgage holiday. They're all continuing, which is absolutely great news. Now, I thought about this and I thought they are being incredibly generous. So it's really, really good. You know, admittedly, if you're in a higher income, it's not so good. But how does it compare globally? So around the world, I thought I'd have a look at the big five this week. Have a look at the big five um, support packages by governments and see how it sort of fitted into our comparison. Um, top of the list, it didn't surprise me if I'm honest, because um, they are actually one of the most indebted nations in the world, um, government, public debt. Um, but Japan come in pretty much at number one in my book. Japan is spending an incredible 234 trillion yen. Now that's like monopoly money, right? But um, in our terms, that's 1.7 million pounds. And they're furloughing up to 100% of an employee's wages. Um, now, straight away, I just thought, well, that's why you're in so much debt. So Japan, just to give you an understanding, the UK now is has debt about 100% of its um, GDP. So in other words, the amount of money the UK generates each year, um, it has 100% of that in debt. Japan is over 200%. Um, so, uh, and it has been for some time. It's all about aging demographics and things like that. But that's one of the reasons why they're so indebted. But you know, furloughing 100% of wages as well isn't gonna help matters. Um, second, although they rejected the lockdown, Swedish government are paying 90% of employees' wages, okay? Um, and that's one of the most generous in Europe. But second to the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch. I love the Dutch, honestly. The Netherlands is an amazing country. We've had some fantastic time there. And by the looks of it, they're incredibly generous too. They are covering 90% of a worker's wages. Um, this time capped at 9,538 euros a month, which in our terms is eight and a half thousand pounds. So it kind of puts our two and a half thousand pounds into insignificance, um, particularly when we're only 80% of that as well. And they are at 90. And they're going to run that through to the summer of 2021. So I've mentioned this a few times on air. Um, the guy who taught me how to become a good financial planner um, always used to say, so what? So what does that mean? If they're running their furlough scheme in through till summer next year, do they really think their economy, their workers are going to be disrupted until summer next year? What are our government not telling us? You know, that's that's a possibility. 
Um, coming in fourth place is Germany's, now I'm going to try and pronounce this, they called it the Kazakberg, so, uh, Kazabit. If you're German and you watch this, correct me, please um, forgive me. Um, I actually did German at school too and I loved it, but I'm um, obviously not very good at it. Um, their scheme remunerates 60% of the furloughs wages, rising 6-7% for um, single parents. Um, and there's a maximum of 6,700 euros, 6,100 pounds per month. So again, much higher than the UK. Um, and then in fifth place, the French government uh, runs the Chomage Partel scheme, which is 70% of the gross salary up to uh, 6,927,000 euros, 6,400 pounds, pretty much in our terms, um, or 100% of salary for those on minimum wage. So yeah, we're getting a great job here. But what? so what? What does all this tell me? All this tells me is there's going to be a tremendous amount of debt globally by the governments. Um, less so, I think, by America. They're not furloughing as much, but still they've got a huge amount of debt anyway. But it's going to be a massive driver for governments to keep interest rates low going forward. So I do think we're now in a protracted period of low interest rates. Low interest rates typically means low inflation um, and low capital price interest uh, increases. So we're less likely to see appreciation on everything from property prices to um, asset prices of all sorts, equities and such like. That's just my view. We can't really tell what the future brings, um, but that's pretty much what my view is. So um, main body of the news this week, uh, just want to touch on a couple of main things that come out. We are now less than 100 days until the self-assessment deadline. So hang on one, we've just got through Halloween and fireworks, we had Remembrance Sunday. Um, we're approaching Christmas and already talking about January because it's important to plan ahead. And I know what the Christmas period is like. Soon as we get into December, we get into our Christmas spirit mine kind of goes off work a little bit and then we're not really looking forward to doing our tax return in january and we will be up until the late hours on the 30th of january completing our tax return so why not get it done now you've got all the data and all the information you need so let's get it done out the way so a few things about your self-assessment if you don't normally do a self-assessment you need to do a self-assessment tax return if you were more than two and a half thousand two and a half thousand pounds of rental income okay um, if you have income over £50,000 and you receive child benefit, because you get taxed on that. Um, if you have more of two, more than £2,500 of untaxed income, i.e. tips, you, you're struggling at the moment, I guess, to get that if you're working in a, a restaurant or a bar. Uh, if you are self-employed and you turn over more than £1,000, so if you're self-employed, you should be turning over more than £1,000. Um, if you're claiming expenses in excess of £2,500, if you have income in excess of £100,000, because remember we've spoken about this before, when you earn over £100,000, you start losing your personal allowance. This is the tax-free element of your income. Currently £12,500, you start losing that as you go over £100,000. When you go over £125,000, you've lost it completely. So there's that marginal bound there where you're effectively taxed at 60%. So you need to do a tax return on that. Um, or if you have overseas income. So there's just some snippets. So you can voluntarily do a tax return as well, but there's some of the reasons why you do need to do a tax return. Second main body of the news, which I think this might be the sign of things to come. I don't think it will be a rapid increase because there'll be so much com uh, competition in the UK, but um, the um, 
governments are keen for banks and building societies to keep cash machines open. However, the post office has announced it's going to cut a third of its cash machines. So I can see a society of a cashless society going to electronic money, digital money. Um, I don't even carry cash myself. I do everything with um, PayPal um, and um, Apple Pay uh, when I'm buying things. It's just very, very quick and efficient. It's very easy for me to keep receipts and recall what I'm spending. Um, but um, yeah, over the next 18 months, with about 600 cash machines are going to be shut um, by the end of March 2022. Um, the post office doesn't actually run their cash machines it's the bank of ireland who are actually pulling out of the atm the cash machine market as a whole so definitely a what we refer to as a war on cash and what's going on out there <clears throat> um when i get cash now i go and pay it into the bank um because i don't like handling it so much but maybe you're different maybe you enjoy uh, using cash let me know tell me what you think um Questions from the listeners and viewers uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, my son is looking to buy a house. Is there anything I should do with the money that I have invested for him? So this reader um, told me a bit more background about the story. Um, they'd put some money aside for a number of years um, to help their son buy a house. They were invested 80% in the stock market, 20% in bonds, and they'd had it in an ISA in their name. And basically what I said was, hey, look, your son is considering buying, um, I forget when it was, I think it was like in about 18 months time after he qualified. What I said was look to reduce your investment risk. So you're 80%, which you've done tremendously well over time, you've done the right thing there, but now he's considering buying, reduce your investment risk down to about 40%. Now, if it was an absolute he is going to buy, then I'd maybe even reduce it more. But I'm very cautious and very tempted to keep in the market just in case his views of actually buying change so by going from 80 down to 40 you're hedging yourself you're not coming out of the market completely but you're not keeping yourself as exposed to the equity risk as you were previously so you're half the effort but i also said make sure that he uses his lifetime ice allowance also make sure that his partner who's also buying with him uses her lifetime allowance uh, lifetime ice allowance because for every four thousand pounds you put into a lifetime ISA a thousand pound bonus um, gets added as long as it's used to buy your first home and you keep it in there for a year if you take it out within the year then there is a penalty on that money uh, second viewer question this week was uh, tech is doing really well at the moment should i buy tech shares uh, with my spare money <coughs> excuse me so what i basically said was Yes, tech is doing great, okay? And um, these things are very easy to jump on the bandwagon and we get very excited about. But the challenge about that is if you don't know that company inside out, you really could suffer. So at the moment, tech's doing terribly well, but um, Biden got voted in, in America yesterday. And if he then has an attack on the tech company saying they're a, a monopoly, he wants to break them up, he could really jeopardize the tech companies. So I'm not foreseeing a tech crash, but what I'm just saying is there's too many integral parts for you to keep, a, keep an eye on it. And when tech comes off the boil, something will go on, and that might be renewable energy, for example. So what you're probably better off doing is just buying a global index fund. Buying a global index fund because by buying globally, you invest globally, not just in the UK and not in America, but you also get exposure to China and India, which are two prominent growing economies. And you invest in tech, you'll buy all the tech companies, you'll buy all the clean energy companies, but you'll also buy the more stable consumer good companies as well. So my response to this was, yeah, I like it. It's very risky buying one share. 
unless you're really going to keep your eye on it, and it's not much fun watching shares and researching them, then why don't you just buy a global um, index tracker fund? Okay, so remember, keep your questions coming in because I think it's really good. I think other readers have always said they like the questions, listen to the answers and stuff like that. So share your questions with me. I do answer all of them and I do listen and publish as many as I can do um, over time. So smarter spender. Smarter spender section is all about spending money is not bad. So many people go out there and say, stop spending, stop spending money, stop spending money. But it's spending money that keeps the economy going. And actually, if I'm honest, spending money can be good fun and enjoyable for so many people. So spending money is not bad, but spending other people's money on credit cards or spending you don't have is bad. So the Smarter Spender section was sponsored by or is sponsored by Idealo. And it was put together to encourage people to get a smart perspective about spending money. And I've used Idealo for as long as I can remember. My kids use it. My wife uses it. It's a great way of just tracking the price of items. Always do it this time of year before buying Christmas presents. And then you can see when things hit a certain price mark. So Idealo will search the internet and find you the best price on the item and also remind you when it hits a price alert that you're happy paying. <clears throat> so this week, what have we got going? We've got um, portable speakers, about 10% cheaper than last week, and also CCTV cameras. <coughs> are cheaper this week, about 11% down than they were last week. So both doing pretty good. And if you can do that consistently over time, you will definitely be saving yourself a fortune, which you can then invest or use to pay down any unsecured debt and create yourself a money plan and become financially free. So uh, what's good to buy this week? With all the um, lockdown restrictions, Idealo feel that people will be spending more money uh, on their garden equipment and their garden to enjoy the fresh air with their families. Um, they still get together and be sociable. So November is the best time of the year to buy slides, swings and garden furniture. And they're typically 30% cheaper than buying in the spring. So good news there, absolutely. And uh, with Black Friday coming up on the 27th of November, very, very soon, um, remember Idealo's price comparison site is fantastic because Black Friday is only a great deal if the prices are one, less than you were going to pay, and two, something you were going to buy. If you weren't going to buy it anyway, at any price, it's a silly spend. So put into Idealo some of the items you might be buying for Christmas, some of the items you might want for yourself, and then if the price hits the price that you want, you'll get alerted, and then that would work out in everyone's favor. So thank you so much for listening and watching this show. I try and cover topical topics and keep you guys up to date. The whole benefit system from Rishi Sunak has been very, very generous, perhaps not as generous as those all around the world, but he's, he's running a balancing act between making sure the economy keeps going and not creating a mountain of debt like Japan has for us. He wants to make sure that we come out the other side of this because we will, we will come out the other side. He wants to come out the other side with um, some strength and some ability to grow as an economy. Um, if you have any questions, you'd like me to answer any questions you've got or you have any questions on the show, please let me know, warren at warrenshoot.com. And uh, until next time, keep safe and take care.